You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Before we get started, we are two sports writers who got started covering the Chargers doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, which we did for five seasons. Now, I write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Welcome into the show. A special thank you to those checking out the show today for the first time. And to make sure you never miss an episode, you can subscribe or follow the show wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. But today is a very exciting day because today the Chargers start their joint practices with the San Francisco 49ers. And these practices have a different kind of juice to them. So today we're going to kind of preview that a little bit and talk about the matchups and storylines that we're looking forward to most during the Chargers joint practices with a good team with the San Francisco 49ers. So we're going to get into that in segments two and three, but we're also going to start with Joe Lombardi's press conference because I thought it was very interesting what he was saying about rookies Brendan Hymas and Larry Roundtree after seeing them in their first game type action, right? He had some really encouraging things to say and also talked about why joint practices are so important and just what you get out of it that you might not when you're practicing against your own team. But then we'll get into the matchup. Derwin James versus George Kittle. Talk about Keenan Allen versus a Chargers fan favorite, Jason Verrett, a guy that couldn't get it right with the Chargers and stay on the field, but now is having a little bit of a career renaissance with the 49ers. But let's go ahead and get into it. New Chargers offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi is getting his second stint, his second chance to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. And it's hard to say how it's gone so far, right? We don't really know what the offense is going to look like at this point, but he said the right things, and you like to think with the collective offense that they're going to be running, with Shane Day involved, with Brandon Staley even involved, that it could be different than the last time around for Lombardi. But I do like the way he talks about players and the way he talks about tempo and what he likes to do to give the offense the advantage over the defense. But I was really excited to hear what he had to say about a couple of rookies coming off of their first preseason game ever, especially Larry Roundtree, because David, I think he was one of the nice surprises of that first preseason game against the Rams. He definitely had some juice, had a couple of big runs. The two best runs of the Chargers running backs that day both belonged to Larry Roundtree, right? So he was asked about that in his press conference today, and he said, he's a guy that I had a lot of high expectations for going into the game because a player like that sometimes out at practice, when we're not full go, when we're not tackling, you don't always know how that run would have finished in real life. So I was excited to see how he would do in that preseason game. I kind of expected some of those yards after contact would be coming, and they sure did. Kind of what I was hoping for, kind of what I expected, because there were high expectations, so I was very, very pleased with what he did in the game. And I think that's a big thing, especially for physical running backs, David. In practice, that whistle goes off on first contact, right? You don't have a chance to break tackles and things like that. So it was nice to see him get out there and actually get to finish some of those runs. 
Yeah, I mean, in practice, there's only so much that you can do, and we always knew that Larry Roundtree was the guy that was going to bring the pain. He was the guy that was going to run in between the tackles. He was going to break through those tackles. He was trying to run you over. That's the type of guy that he is. And in the preseason game, the first one, he showed that he can do that. And he also showed some really good decisiveness. I thought he really made his cuts, and then he took off. I mean, I think he showed really well for himself. It's very exciting And the Chargers have been looking for a running back that kind of has that element. I think they tried to get that in Joshua Kelly. I don't know if he really has that, but I really think that Larry Roundtree is a very nice compliment where the Chargers have been missing that. Yeah, and I think he's more than just a bruiser, too. I mean, he hit that hole pretty hard and pretty fast, made a couple of guys miss as well. I mean, he was pretty speed, I think. Yeah, and he doesn't have top end speed. I mean, that's why he got caught from behind or else he would have broke off a really long touchdown, right? But He has enough speed to get the corner on certain plays, get through the hole, and get a nice chunk before he ends up getting caught. And I thought he showed that juice in that preseason game. But he wasn't the only offensive rookie that Joe Lombardi talked about at his press conference that's doing well. And the other one was Brendan Hymas. And, I mean, one of the things he said about him is, I expect him to be a very solid lineman in the NFL for many years. That's obviously something you like to hear about that. But he also just talked about the difficulties of switching to tackle the guard and how You have to set differently, and there's a lot of things you have to do different. He's also been trying out at tackle as well. He was doing some tackle when I was at practice Monday. He kept that going throughout the week, so that's another thing he brings is that versatility. But I did like to hear Joe Lombardi say that about him being a solid offensive lineman and also just saying that arrow is definitely pointing up with him. Which is awesome to hear because how many different offensive linemen have we seen the Chargers and Tom Telesco draft over the years that have just been complete busts. I mean, it just didn't matter. I mean, the I think the better the question round. is, is how many offensive linemen has Telesco drafted that have been good? Yeah. And I mean, that's definitely, I think, a better question in this situation. And I think they finally found someone who is going to provide some quality depth and might eventually turn into a very high quality starter. I mean, Odea Bushi's on a one year deal. I mean, Matt Filer, I mean, he's on a three, you know, three year deal. So he's going to be around for a little while. But I think there's going to be an opportunity for Brendan Hymas to step in. And hey, he's going to have to be ready to play. And I think that's why it's important that they're training him at both positions. I know he played tackle in college. Guard is the more foreign position, and that's what he's kind of been focusing on so far. But, I mean, having that position flex, as they like to call it, is definitely going to come in handy. I mean, and a guy who you don't have to cringe when he goes in there, right? You feel pretty confident that he's going to go in there and get his job done. And I think that right there and within itself is a success. Well, and I think the other part of this is is you don't really know how to feel about Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton right now. But it's also hard to feel good about it. I mean, at least with Brendan Hymas, like, you haven't seen him out there failing you, right? So it's like just the fact that you haven't, you know, seen him get beat, right, and give up a sack, give up pressure and things like that. It's it's easy to be hopeful about it because he was a good player in college and all those things. But this is the other thing it brings you. If he really is trusted by the front office and by the coaching staff, what could happen is if someone like Brian Bulaga has to go down for something in an injury – Matt Filer can move out to right tackle. Brendan Hymas potentially moves into left guard. So maybe. If and you Brian... don't feel terrible about that, right? As opposed to in years past. Uh, I mean, I don't think you can really feel one way or another about it either. I mean, he's still a fifth round pick. He's still a guy that we haven't seen perform in a real game versus starting NFL players. So until you do that, it's hard to really feel great about it. 
But I get what you're saying. I mean, I feel better about the fact that it seems like there could be two offensive linemen that are drafted in this draft class, and both of them have a chance to be at least, you know, potentially average NFL starters. And in Rashawn Slater's case, obviously much higher than that. But I'm literally thinking, and I can't think of a legitimately good offensive lineman that was picked under Tom Telesco. So you talked about that, and then I just went, you know, into my brain like, has it ever <laughs> happened? Did it happen? Like, either way. Doesn't matter, but Brandon Hymas, I am very positive about it because I did think he looked really good in the preseason game, and I thought his tape in college looked really good too. So if he's adjusting to guard well, that's only going to help the Chargers and how they want to mix things up if any injuries are to occur this year and what he brings as a depth player. But the other thing we got to hear from Joe Lombardi, which is perfect for this show, is him talking about joint practices because the Chargers are facing off against the 49ers today on Thursday. So we did get to hear about what that experience actually means to coaches and how they feel about it. Because if it wasn't benefiting you, the team just wouldn't do it. I mean, why risk it? You know, because the practices are a little bit more intense and all those things. Why would you do it unless it helps? So obviously it brings something different. And this is what he said about it. I think the practices and the game, it's just invaluable because you kind of get used to looking at the same defense and the same players, you learn their tendencies, you learn how guys play against each other. So getting some fresh looks in here, some different looks, it's a different structure than maybe what we're looking at every day and seeing our guys go up against a different set of defenders in one-on-one drills, out in the team drills and seven-on-seven. It gives you a good barometer of kind of where you are. It's going to force us to look at different structure and learn how to identify and attack that. So I think it's extremely valuable for both getting your team ready to play and also evaluation of some of these players when you're trying to get some separation as far as evaluating them. So it does bring a little bit different energy, David, when another team is out there, when you get to see a team and you're not hitting your own guys, right? And Joe Lombardi is saying it's also just like you don't get to go up against the same dudes who you might have already figured out, right, this far into camp, 15 days into camp. You're going against the guys and even schemes that you haven't seen before, and that's a very, very valuable team, especially for a young team like the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, I think I couldn't agree more with Coach Lombardi. I mean, these are the situations right here that the coaches are really going to get probably the most information that they've got up to this point. I mean, I think they know what the players are right now, but they need to evaluate them against other top-level competition. And the Chargers, I mean, hey, they've got a great defense and they got a great offense, but I mean, they really need to see what they're going to be able to do against an opposing team, against a different defense, against a different offense, against different quarterbacks, different you know schemes that you haven't seen before. Then uh, the cream is really going to rise to the top, and we're really going to see who is out there shining. I mean, we, we've been hearing it in the Chargers camp, but now it's going to be a different thing when we hear them having success against another NFL team. Yeah, and some of those practices can get pretty close to games that time, especially in 11-on-11 situations when you have your starters going up against the other team's starters. That's something that's going to happen. Those matchups get intense. Those sessions are pretty heated, and I think it is all great for the Chargers, especially for the young guys, to see how they fare against another team. And we're going to get into all of that because next we're going to get into some of the best matchups and storylines that we're thinking about going into Chargers training camp and joint practices against the 49ers, including the return of Jason Verrett and what that matchup with Keenan Allen is going to look like, and Justin Herbert going up against a different team's defense in his new offense, and much more coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys, if there's ever any kind of auto part that you need, there's only one place that you need to know about, and the one place you should go is rockauto.com. 
With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same part? Parts from chain storefronts or a car dealership, you can go to rockauto.com where they're going to give you the same price. Whether you're a daily driver or a mechanic, everybody gets a great low price. And right now, you can go to rockauto.com and see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com. All right, David, well, now it's time to get into these joint practices. And this is exciting because these practices are very intense. It's going to be, as Joe Lombardi said, a good barometer to see, especially with these young guys, where they're at at this point. But when joint practices happen, and the Chargers have done it before with other different teams, last year it was with the New Orleans Saints, and they've done it with other teams in the past as well, like the Los Angeles Rams, who did it with the Chargers a few years ago. And it's the first thing I think of during any type of joint practice session. And it's Keenan Allen planting a Rams defensive back into the ground. So there was a scuffle. And that's another thing that is maybe going to happen, David, at Chargers training camp. Hopefully. (gasps) Hopefully, as long as nobody gets hurt. Let's put that out there. But either way, if you haven't seen it, look up Keenan Allen tackle and it'll pop up because... Keenan Allen wasn't even the one that started it, right? I mean, it was between a different receiver and a different defensive back. The scrum starts going. Yes, and then out of nowhere, Keenan Allen just goes and picks up and perfectly formed tackles a Rams defensive back. I believe it was Nickel Roby Coleman and absolutely plants him in the dirt. And it was such a big hit. It was so cool to see because they were like like, separate from the mob. Why isn't Keenan playing safety? Oh, that's right. He did play safety in high school. That's why that tackle was so beautiful. I mean, he, like, it's one thing to tackle a dude, and it's another thing to, like, declete a dude, and that is what he <laughs> Pile did. Pile drive so. him into the ground. That's exactly what Keenan Allen did. Yeah, and, I mean, it's good to see that kind of passion, right? Because, like we talked about with Joe and Barty, you're seeing a different team out there. So, the tension is going to be high out there, Dave, and we could see some scuffles. Something I'm looking forward to, because I think having those moments as a team, getting out there and having your brother's backs, it is something that really does mold a team, right? It really does kind of forge some of that camaraderie. So I'm interested to see how that happens. But there's a lot also on the field that doesn't have to do with players fighting each other. And that is just the matchups we're going to see going into this training camp. And I think there's a lot to look forward to. And I think one of the ones I already talked about earlier was the return of Jason Verrett. And even with his injuries, I mean, it seemed like Chargers fans still loved Jason Verrett, right? We all saw how talented he was, and everyone was pulling for him to get back on the field. And I think most Charger fans were happy when he had a second chance with the 49ers. And he was really good when he was on the field. So I'm excited to see Jason Verrett back in action, David. And that matchup between him and Keenan Allen, them reigniting the matchups they used to have when Jason Verrett came into the league as a rookie and those guys already started going at it. That's all great things to see. I'm very excited for it. You know, two guys who came in in the same draft class. Yeah, two guys that are really close, two guys that continue to work out and did workouts yep. uh, in the off season. I mean, these guys have really pushed each other, and they've had kind of similar stories in the NFL. I mean, Jason Verrett had a really good rookie year, and then he got hurt. 
I mean, Keenan Allen had a pretty damn good rookie year, and then he had to deal with injuries. And he got through those injuries. And hopefully Jason Verrett is at a point to where he's gotten through his injuries. So they have some similar trajectories in the NFL. So I think they really relate to each other. And yes, I mean, this is definitely an iron sharpens iron situation. When Jason Verrett is healthy, we know how ferocious he is. We know how physical of a corner he is. He's very sticky. I mean, seems like it doesn't matter. He plays a lot bigger than his size. And we know what Keenan brings to the table. The release is nasty. The route running is precise. His savvy is there. He's been in the league for a long time, and now he's been extremely consistent and productive. So that is going to be a battle that you should definitely be watching. It is popcorn appointment television. It is. I mean, those two guys, especially with the friendship and just how good both of those guys are when they're healthy is, I mean, something that is a lot of fun. And I'm just glad to see Jason Brett back out there. Glad to see him doing well because the dude has all of the talent in the world. And so does Keenan Allen, by the way. But there's a lot of other different matchups that we're looking forward to seeing from this, including Justin Herbert and his first chance to go up against another team with the new offense under Joe Lombardi, because we've seen Joe Lombardi's offense, but we haven't seen Justin Herbert at the helm of it in, you know, game type situations or against another team because he isn't going to play in the preseason this year. So that is something, David, I mean, we're going to find out how Justin Herbert is doing when he's going up against a good defense for the San Francisco 49ers with guys like Eric Armstead and Fred Warner and all of the defensive backs that they have as well. So like, it is a good test for him to kind of see where he's at. Right. Well, we saw Chase Daniel and we saw Easton Stick operate this offense and it looked like they're going to incorporate a lot of tempo, a lot of, you know, kind of high percentage throws to kind of get them in rhythm. I mean, Brandon Staley said in the clip uh, uh, that they're going to throw the damn ball down the field. I'm paraphrasing because I have to. Uh, But Mm, uh, (laughs) I don't even know what he said. It was an effing. Uh, Yeah, I I think it was effing or he said we're going to throw that shit down the field. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely interesting. But, yeah, like I said, we've seen those two quarterbacks, but we haven't seen the main guy operate this offense. So I want to see what that looks like. I want to see if he really is comfortable. I want to hear the reports that he's making throws and he's scoring points against that 49er defense. That's going to let me know where he's at and how comfortable he really is with where he stands and if he's ready to go operate that offense when it counts in September. Yeah, for sure. I mean, He is getting better and better, seemingly, right? And he's in a new offense. And you want to hope that it's a seamless transition. And from what you hear from the coaches, that it's coming along well. They're excited with his progress in it. But when you're going up against another team where you don't know the defenses that they're running, like Joe Lombardi was talking about, things are different, right? So this is his first chance to kind of get out there. And I think it'll be another great learning experience, even if it doesn't go great for him. Just more things to work on, more things to get better at. I'm excited to see how it goes, but there's so many other matchups and storylines that I think are really interesting during these joint practices. But I think another thing is seeing how the rookies perform, David. And on the offensive side, Larry Roundtree, Josh Palmer, and also Rashawn Slater. Because even though Nick Bosa isn't out there, he's still going to be out there going up against another team for the first time you know, in a practice. I mean, he did have the preseason, but he has a chance to go up against starters in this practice potentially. So I'm excited to see if those guys can kind of keep up the impressive starts they've had to training camp and in the preseason. Yeah, definitely. All eyes are going to be on the rookies. We want to see what they look like against another offense and another defense. I mean, hey, they've shown really well so far in camp. They Most of them performed fairly well 
in the first preseason game. I want to see if they continue that against the 49ers in these joint practices. I mean, I think this is going to be a rare opportunity for these guys to really see where they're at against another you know opponent that has some key guys on both sides. They got some stars on both offense and defense. They're going to challenge these guys. And also, I think it's going to be a real, you know, welcome to the NFL moment where they can see it, you know, hey, do I really belong? And what are my opportunities to get better? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're going to see all of those things at some point, right? And to some extent, and we'll see how it all kind of plays out. But yeah, you're right. I mean, for these joint practices to happen right now, for this team specifically, for these young players, I'm so excited to see how they fare. And I think this week of practice and then obviously the preseason game coming up this weekend, a lot to be excited about. Also, maybe a big test for the offensive line, getting to go up against a different defensive line, right? At least the guys especially who weren't able to play in the first preseason game because they were held out because they were kind of solidified as starters. The Matt Filers, the Corey Lindsleys, and Brian Bulagas, them getting out there and going up against some really, really talented defensive linemen that they still have over there, even without Nick Bosa. But we do have one more segment to get into. And coming up next, we'll talk about some other great matches, including maybe my favorite one, George Kittle versus Derwin James, the battle of the freaks, as I would call it. But we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron and start the football season as always Bet Online is your number one spot for all of the pro and college football action this season. I know I've been telling you guys about all the other sports going on you can bet on with Bet Online, but let's be honest, football is the best thing to bet on. And you can get all of the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half million dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you can receive a 100% welcome bonus up from 50 to 100 make sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo which is make a bet on the thursday september 9th season opener between the super bowl champion buccaneers and the dallas cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to 25 dollars. that's a free bet to use as well guys at bet online which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action from football basketball boxing right to horse racing don't want it all Take advantage of what you do want and the great offers available for the 2021 season. And make sure to get in the action now, guys, when you can get that free deposit bonus at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, David, well, now it's time to get back into these joint practices that are coming today. And I'm very, very excited that tomorrow we'll have an actual practice to talk about, right? I'm excited yes, that sir. today practice is going down and we're going to get some really good takes Coming out of that, and we'll already be previewing the game this weekend against the 49ers as well. But this is really exciting, and maybe the most exciting matchup that I'm looking forward to is Derwin James versus George Kittle because both of these guys are on the comeback trail, right? And they're both trying to come back from injury and prove that they still, when they're out on the field, are the tops at their position or very up there with the most elite players at their position. Both George Kittle... And Derwin James, I think, have a claim to that. And George Kittle may be a little bit more proven. But at the same time, I mean, that's just how highly I think of Derwin James. Because I think when he's out there, he's a top three safety in the league when he's healthy. So the other interesting thing, David, is they're kind of similar in the fact that, like, George Kittle is a great blocker and a great receiver. Derwin James, even though he's one of the most physical safeties in the league, He's also great in coverage. Like these guys 
are the next evolution of the sport. Tight ends that can do everything and run like receivers, but also block and get guys off the line of scrimmage. And guys in strong safety bodies that can match up one-on-one with Keenan Allen in the slot, right? This is the matchup to watch in training camp, and I cannot wait to see George Kittle and Derwin James go at it. Both premium players on offense and defense. I mean, George Kittle is one of those complete type of tight ends who can really do anything that you ask him to. And so is Derwin James on the defensive side. I mean, I don't even think it's fair to even call him a safety at this point. I mean, he can just do so many things. Okay, he's, Brandon Staley. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he's just a, <laughs> he's just a defender, bro. He's just yeah. he's an animal. He can just do everything. Anything you ask Derwin James to do, he can do it on the defensive side. I mean, even if you lined him up on the defensive line, I feel like he would still wreak havoc. I mean, that's just what kind of freak – Derwin James is and I mean that in the nicest way possible but yes I mean Derwin James with those uh, coverage ability and the physicality and the size I think George Kittle's not not used to having a defender that can cover him probably the way that Derwin James is capable of and that's definitely a matchup I'm going to be watching a couple other matchups I'm going to be watching for the Chargers defense specifically is Kyle Juszczyk the fullback, I think he's a, a really good pass-catching fullback that the Chargers might not see much of this year, and it's going to be really good work to get uh, you know, some work against him. And also Raheem Mostert, I think he's a very shifty back. And that 49er run game, I think uh, it's a really good model. Obviously, the Chargers have taken elements of it and put it in their offense. So I want to see how the Chargers defense react and, and what their defense looks like against those two players. Yeah, I mean, I would also throw a guy like Debo Samuel into that, right? Another Definitely. Another really talented yep. player. And, I mean, going back to the George Kittle and Derwin James thing, I mean, you're right. I mean, he's not a safety at all. I mean, he's a safety. He's a linebacker. Sometimes he's an edge rusher. George Kittle is a blocker. Sometimes he's a tackle. Sometimes he's a receiver, right? So, it is all great to watch. But going to those matchups that you're talking about, Kyle Juszczyk, also Raheem Moster. I mean, there's a lot of speed with Raheem Moster. I mean, that's going to be – Something to watch out for, but also just how does this Chargers defense, which is a little bit unproven as far as run stopping, but looked great in the first preseason game, going to handle a really well-coached running team, right? A team that has some of the best running concepts in the NFL, and even when guys have been hurt for them, it seems like they're always still able to play good defense for the most part. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Justin Jones. I'm looking at you, Jerry Tillery. I'm looking at you, Forrest Merrill. I want to see what you guys can do against another opponent. This is your time to shine. Right. I mean, the matchup we forgot about on the offensive side of things was Travis Benjamin in the return game against the Chargers defense now. No, it's Travis Benjamin in his own end zone. Yeah. God, burn. See you, Travis Benjamin. Anyways, Forrest (laughs) Merrill versus the entire San Francisco 49ers roster, definitely a matchup to watch. In an eating contest. In an eating contest? No, I mean, just one-on-one, one one after another, Oklahoma drills. Let's go. You see who comes out the other side of that. But I think especially with the linebackers, too, and how excited we've been for Kazir White, Andrew Tranquil, and Kenneth Murray, this is a chance for all those dudes to shine. Because right now, it's getting harder and harder to kind of find out who should be on the field, right? And it seems like... You're going to have all three of them sometimes, potentially, even though Brandon Staley likes to run a ton of defensive backs. How do you keep them off at this What's point? What's the right what are mix, the too? Going to be? I mean, exactly. who, do, who do they put in and what situations? I mean, I think that's they're going to probably have to take a couple of games to figure out what that combination is. But I think I trust Brandon Staley and Ronaldo Hill to figure that out. Yeah, I mean, I think that they'll figure it out. But 
you have the talent there, which is the one thing you need, right? You can figure out the rest later. Brand Staley didn't have a lot of talent at that position last year with the Rams. He still made it work. One of the things I am upset that we're not going to get to see, though, from these joint practices, David, there's a few matchups that I'm upset about, right? Because one thing I would have really liked to see, Rashawn Slater versus Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is, like, just underneath Joey Bosa to me. And even with, like, really one full season, the Super Bowl year for the 49ers, Nick Bosa is that, that good. I mean, he's really a good player, and it would have been great to see him going up against Rashawn Slater. You might still get, you know, D4 versus Rashawn Slater or something along those lines. Yeah, great test, man. Joey Bosa specifically talked about going up against Trent Williams because he was asked by, hey, are you excited to practice with your brother? And Nick Bosa isn't going to practice. But Joey Bosa said, yeah, it's going to be fun to match up with Trent Williams as well. And it seems like Joey Bosa is the type that wants to gauge himself against the very best. Wants to see how he performs against those dudes. And he was looking forward to that challenge. So those are the two matchups I'm most upset that we're not going to get to see. Yeah, it sucks, man, because, I mean, those are both alpha dogs, right? And you want to see – I mean, you want to see what they're going to be able to do. I mean, Trent Williams is one of the best left tackles in the NFL, and you know Joey Bosa thinks that he is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, and and he should, right? And it's a shame that we don't get to see those two alpha dogs go after each other. I mean – it, it just doesn't seem right. And then, of course, for Rashawn Slater, he's a up-and-coming cat. I mean, a guy who has a lot of promise, who has a lot of technical acumen, but we want to see what he can do against the caliber of a pass rusher like Nick Bosa, a guy who can really, truly wreck the game and has that endless motor like his brother. And I think that's a really good attribute to have in a pass rusher. But unfortunately, he's still recovering from his ACL injury that he suffered last year. So we uh, get robbed of that matchup. So... Unfortunately, that sucks, but still a lot to look out for, a lot of matchups to watch for, and a a lot of things I think we're going to be able to glean from this. I'm excited to see what happens. Way to bring a downer subject, Dan. Jeez, just kill the vibe of the whole excited podcast about joint practices. Right, right. But yeah, Rashawn Slater, you know, definitely an up-and-coming cat, also a former Northwestern Wildcat. So those things are all true, but the rookies on the defensive side, I'm excited for too because Mark Webb is back in the mix. I'm excited to see him. He had another interception at camp this week. I believe he has a league leading four interceptions so far. League it's either leading? him, team leading, at least. I mean, it's either him or uh, John Brandon, I guess. Hey, maybe yeah, John he is. Brandon's been going crazy. For all I know, he is the league leader. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to put it past him, but him, Nick Neiman, Asante Samuel Jr. against another team. Oh, Asante yes. Samuel Jr. seems like a guy that has a lot of hate in his heart for the other team. Right, I mean, he seems like a guy that's going to Whoever really, that team is, it doesn't matter. For sure, for sure. I mean, even the guy's potentially wearing the other color at his own practice, right? I don't know if he cares. But he definitely seems like a guy that would get an extra boost when the other team is out there. And it showed, you know, Saturday at SoFi when he oh, went Oh, yeah, he's going to crank it up for well, sure. So. No question. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to back down to nobody. And we're going to see him in some pretty intense situations. But Mark Webb, I'm excited for, for sure. Chris Rumpf. I'm super excited to see how he performs in all of this, right? And we hear anything from him. Nick Neiman as well, I who I thought had a couple of moments in the preseason game, and we haven't really heard a ton from him so far about him very much during training camp this year. But the joint practices are here. I'm super excited about it, and we'll be back here tomorrow to talk about the joint practices and how day one goes of that, and also to talk about the preseason game against the San Francisco 49ers and how we're feeling about this game and who we're going to be looking forward to watching. But until then, make sure to go follow the show wherever you get your podcast from. 
whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the new Odyssey app. You can find us in all of those places, basically anywhere you get your podcast from. But you can also find us on social media and find all of the shows on all of our social media pages. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. You can find David on Twitter at DrotalkSD. And you can sh- find the show's Twitter at LockedOnLAC. We post all of the shows there and we get to interact with you guys on there. And that's something we love. We also have an at LockedOnChargers Instagram page and a LockedOnChargers Facebook page. But so much exciting stuff we're going to be getting into tomorrow. I'm pretty excited about it. If you guys want to get on the voicemail line and talk about joint practices or the season coming up, you can call in at 323-524-7924. And we try to get all of your guys' questions put on the show. But that's going to do it for us today. Make sure to check back in with us tomorrow to preview the next preseason game and also talk about the first joint practice against the 49ers. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.